Today is May 1st. It's a new month and a new Yankees team. Whoa, maybe, hopefully, please. Let's talk some Yanks. Boone's on the show. Sharp stats. Mm. Jake's here. Talking All black. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, episode 901. Mm. The Yankees are in last place in their division, first place in our hearts. Hopefully, maybe, we want them to be. Uh, it's tough. It's brought to you by SeatGeek. My name's Jimmy. His name is Jake. We got BBD over there. And if you want to dominate this baseball season at the plate, much like the May Yankees, hopefully, then you got to check out Blast Baseball because it's the number one hitting improvement solution. Should we send a couple? We should send some Yankees ways. The Blast Baseball swing uh, trains and uh, analyzes the swing. You attach it to the knob of any bat, and it provides real-time feedback with every swing by automatically sending swing metrics to a smartphone app and generating insights that allow you to analyze and improve your hitting. Much like when we went to the golf simulator place, and I increased my drive by like, 40 yards or something. Jimmy's golf light bulb started to kick in. He was like, okay, instant data? Oh, I was under that one. Okay, move my feet a little. Or this, this. So instant data does really help. this for baseball. That's what Blast Motion is uh, offering here. So go to BlastMotion.com, B-L-A-S-T-M-O-T-I-O-N.com. Enter code TALKIN at checkout to save $10 on Blast Baseball Personal Swing Trainers and Swing Analyzers. Jake, how are you doing on this fine Monday Afternoon, James Davis. Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. The, uh, you know, these Yanks, Jim. Um, I'm interested to see where we get to. Like, you know, in theory, the second half of the lineup keep can't keep continuing to be basically null and void. Um, I don't know. I, you know, the Yankee vibe around the office is weird. Like, it's feels like less important <laughs> um oh people are searching for a distraction right now like J- joe's mcfly said he was gonna start like playing video games during the yankees game yesterday and it's just um i don't know the i'm very interested to see how we look back at the 15 and 14 was that like who thank, thank god, god. <laughs> yeah or was that like uh was was that good um so I don't know. I think the Yankees are in a funky day. It was it's pretty wild to think that we were going to talk to Booney today and and be up first. Um, and yeah, I don't I don't know if we want to get in front of it because the Boone interview is coming. But all of the intense questions that if you listen to yesterday's Talking Yanks, um, you're listening to today's Talking Yanks. Nice to see you again. Max Manis said yesterday's was his favorite episode of the season. A lot of the hard hitting questions, the answers w- demanded. Wouldn't be for Aaron Boone. No. Um, a lot of the roster stuff or a lot of the who's there, a lot of the... I think the guys in the clubhouse right now are the guys in the clubhouse. And let's be honest, is is there is there a lineup that Booney could put out right now that you'd be like, woo? Not really. Not really. Not really. We 
there's guys on the team that can go that can make us feel better about it, but all Boone can do is write them in the lineup. So I, I don't know. If you're, yeah, if you're looking for another, like, last week where we tried to kind of, like, I don't know, press, uh, we were just didn't have it in us. It's not, it's, it's, if Cashman wants to come on, if we can get Cashman once a week, the questions are for him and the front office. So, if you're coming here, oh, I'm going to listen to these guys, just give Boone hell. That's not what we went with. We went with questions we actually wanted to have conversations about, find the answers, pressure on the young kids, Severino, you know, judge, stuff like that, and did a little trivia at the end. Still good conversation. But, yeah, there's, Boone's doing what he can with what he has, which is like nothing. Yeah. So, yeah. and I mean, especially as we await a judge update, I mean, my goodness, that's where that 15 and 14 gets a little, e baby. All right. So let's kick it right to the Boone episode. We're doing that first this time around and sharp stats will be happening afterwards. The Boone uh, interview or conversation or the Boone banter, whatever, is brought to you by Vizio. They have award-winning TVs and sound bars at insane prices. Jake's going in a special place with Vizio this Friday, I believe, with Joe. Yeah. That's a nice distraction. We're talking big 4K screens for under $500, and you can catch baseball all year, all year long with Vizio TV. If you got an MLB TV subscription, you link your MLB TV account to your Amazon Prime account. You stream the games live on Amazon Prime video app, Vizio Watch free, plus also offers MLB Network totally free right out of the box. So head over to Vizio.com and check out how you can elevate your viewing experience all season long. Whatever your budget or the size of your home, Vizio has you covered with the perfect TV and soundbar combo. Kick it. All right, Booney, thanks for joining us. Are you, you're back east for, uh, are you at your home? This is a new setup. No, I'm at Yankee Stadium. You're just in a new room? This is a cool room. You got wine or something behind you. No, this is my office. Is that new? Have I been blind to it every time? I've been, I've been most, the first couple we've done, I've, I've done from my office at home. Oh, okay. That's the, that's cool. Do you choose all those bottles or is there like a decorating department? Um, Most of those are from like clinching series or divisions Um, or playoffs. Yeah. Trophy drinks. Yeah. Does it ever get yeah. tempting? You know, couple couple tough games. Do you ever start looking at the bottle? I know I've been there. Uh, well, <laughs> tough games, good games. There's a lot of a lot of reasons to have yeah. a glass of wine. Drink to remember, drink to forget, Jake. You Amen. know it. That's his life motto. Tattooed on my ribs. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I wanted to, we want to ask one. The last lineup we saw, well, we had the two rookies, one and two. Which mm-hmm. understand the lineups right now and, and the injuries and the players and there's a lot going on there, but more so it was kind of a reminder of or like a kind of a exclamation point of like shit these young kids now are being asked to not just hit at the back of the lineup like we kind of thought they maybe would be and 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 um, you know just go with the season and not the pressure but Volpe Peraza Oswaldo they're kind of being put into the spot of like, we need you guys. And we wanted to ask about managing the expectations uh, for these young kids that now they're kind of being really leaned on with the injuries around them. And uh, I don't know how you guys handle that, what you see out of them or everything. Yeah. So, I I mean, with the three guys you're talking about, so uh, Volpe, Peraza and Cabrera, like, you know, like makeup wise and what they can handle. I don't worry about 
any of the three of them, you know, like they're, you know, they'll sink and swim wherever they are. They're not overwhelmed by anything. They're confident. Um, so I feel really good about them being able to handle, you know, whatever ups and downs, whatever, you know, situation is we're in a team, obviously a little beat up right now. So, uh, you know, it's opened a little bit of a door here for Oswald, you know, playing some different positions and, and being in there a little more regularly. So, um, but you know, those guys are equipped to handle that. And, and I think they're just excited to go out and compete. I, I guess Peraza, like you're saying, like we knew as Waldo was going to play in a lot of different roles this year. I mean, Volpe going back to Cashman says you got a chance to win it. He goes out and wins it. And then, you know, Volpe fever is taken off. I guess for Peraza in particular, is, is there anything to, I don't know. I guess the managerial side of things of, you know, he, he starts in the minors and he might, you know, who knows? <laughs> he, I don't want to say he wasn't the biggest fan of Volpe Mania. He wanted to start and play for the Yankees. So do I. Um, but now um, he's got the call yeah. and he's hitting second. Do you give him a little like, you know, this is what you wanted? Like, uh, let's get it. Or I, I, I guess genuinely not knowing how to manage a baseball team. How do you handle that? Yeah, I, I think one thing this has done, um, you know, when I look at uh, Peraza, it's it's been a really good character reveal for me. You know, a lot of times when this happens and obviously gets sent down at the end of camp and announced Volpe, you know, what is going to be his reaction? Um, it was everything you hope. It was, yeah, I, I, I got things I can work on and still need to get better at, obviously. But at the same time, I'm confident in my ability and I'm going to go down and, and just play and you know, you hear players and us talk about things outside your control. There are a lot of things outside your control. All you can handle is your business between the lines sometimes. And throughout it all, uh, really impressed with how he's gone about it. And then when he came up here, not only was there a readiness and a willingness to do whatever, I feel like he's gone out between the lines and handled himself well. Like, even though, you know, you know, he's not hitting for a big average yet. Like, I feel like his at-bats have been better this year than they were at the back end of last season. Um, I feel like he's completely handled himself in the field, throwing him in at third now a little bit too. He's uh, He'll play second tonight. Um, he's handled all that. And he's done it with um, with some joy and with like a smile on his face, not like this uh, chip or – you know, like excited to be a part of the team and confident in his ability to go out and help us. So um, I've been really pleased with what I've been, I think has been a nice character reveal on Oswald Peraza through, you know, a little bit of a difficult circumstance, certainly to start this year. I'll pivot to the question you're going to get asked. I probably every three hours of your life until uh, there's a finite answer, but any update on, on the big guy on judge? Yep. No, um, we'll, you know, probably, probably make a decision one way or the other today. Well, um, I would guess it, you're leaning IL then if I have to read, which I'm not like just to, to being careful. I'm no, I'm not. And, and the one thing, you know, even talking with Aaron, you know, it's just like, I'm, I'm open to what, where he's at. Like if I feel like there's a risk and a, a significant risk at that, then, then yes. But if, if, he doctors feel like he's in a good place to go out there, then we'll be open to that. So uh, really waiting on the next couple of hours to see how he comes in and, and we'll all get together and make a call on it one way or the other. 
With guys like Judge who always want to play and they're always going to tell you, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. How do you read yeah. between the lines? You know, do you ever just want to like lie detector test them or bring <clears> in like, you know, a mental coach? Just like, hey, was he, what do you think? Or is it up to you? There's a couple, there's a couple guys I call out. I'm like, you're the biggest liar on the team, you know, because they're always good, 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 good. Yeah. Uh, no, but you do. And look, the one thing with Aaron, he's so tough. Um, he does always want to go and always ready to post. Um, but I also like, you have a different relationship with all of them. I have a different relationship with Aaron. I feel like a really strong one and one where, you know, we've, um, gotten better and better over the years at communicating and, and kind of knowing where we both stand on things and, um, and getting to, you know, a good resolution. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll lean on that relationship a lot, you know, in making this decision. What's the, what's the like uh committee that makes that just a peek behind the curtain for the fans that don't know, like put, if, if, if you read between the lines or someone's like, ah, I think we can use the IL, we can backdate it. So it's only seven more days. Is that solely you? Is it the group of coaches? I mean, Cashman, who's well, let's start with the training staff, you know, the training staff, and the doctors have, you know, ultimate call on if, if they're adamant about a yes or a no. So we'll start with that. A lot of times things come up throughout the year that of course you would imagine are gray, you know, it's like, eh, he could use a day or he could use a week. He could use a few days. Like, and then, then we, you know, then it's who's the individual, you know, what's our history with him? What's, what's his injury history? What's his injury history with what he's dealing with? Um, you know, so it can, it can be everything from me and the trainer to me, trainer, front office, cash, sports science, strengthening, like it can, it can get really big when we're trying to make a difficult, complex decision. Um, you know, but there's different levels of decisions based on how a guy is physically all, all throughout the season. So I, I know for a lot of, I, for almost every situation in baseball, it, it can be specific, but I, we, we got some good news. Seve's going to get assigned a, a rehab assignment. He's, he's yep. been throwing, and now he's going to rehab. Um, I'm sure you guys are going to react and see how he's feeling. You have to, but I, I guess your guy's ideal rehab, would, for him, would it be, is it four starts and you add an inning each time? Or, like, let's, let's say if everything went clean, what, do yeah. you, what would that kind of timeline look like? Yeah, so he, he's scheduled to go Wednesday um, in Tampa. So that'll be probably 45 to 50 pitches. And if that goes well, you're probably talking five or six days later. So early that following week, um, probably in that 55, 60 range. And then maybe one more or we pull him. It's just do we pull him one when he's at 70, 75 pitches with us? Or do we want to get him up a little bit more? So he's getting close. Uh, he's doing really well, really encouraged with how he how he looks and feels. Um, so um, I would expect it if everything continues to go well, definitely this month. Um, but, you know, obviously we got to keep keep uh, keep taking the steps. So I would say he's probably got at least two or three more rehabs to go. OK. And performance in those rehab outings don't really matter that might I mean seven, yeah, not, seven every, healthy. not everything yeah. I mean I mean you always like to get some results but you're also working on certain things you're not you know 
game planning at a level that you would up here. You want to make sure you get certain things in. So more just looking for what's his stuff look like? You know, what's the quality of his pitches? How is he feeling? How is he recovering? How is he sustaining throughout the outing? What's the next day like coming in as he, as he continues to up the workload? So, um, but so far so good with Seve. Yeah. And, you know, I'm rooting for him looking good and getting to that 75 level with, uh, with you guys up in the big leagues because the, the length from the rotation, if you take away Cole, hasn't been there. And I know it's April, and a lot of times it's not fully there, but we're leaning on the bullpen a ton, which is actually great. Number one bullpen in baseball right now, results, yeah. uh, you know, numbers-wise. But it just that, that that's just like going to catch up to us at some point, relying on him so much in April. Is there any thought to um, throw in King or Abreu or, or even Hamilton, who's got length as an opener for, for some of Clark or – or burrito starts or changing up at all, or I mean, it would be possible at some point, but look, I think Michaels and King is in such a good place and the role he's in, especially with, as we're waiting on the Canelys and hopefully others to get back. Like he's in such a good place. Like the other night to be able to go basically three innings and close out the game in a save scenario, like to have that weapon every few days there uh, in a winning scenario is, has been good. Um, again, hopefully getting Seve back in the next two, three weeks will be huge. Um, and then hopefully more, more from there. The one thing, um, and obviously we need to get, you know, we want to get a little bit more length out of, out of the starters, but at the same time, I don't feel like, um, because the bullpen has shared the load a lot, like we've, we've kind of leaned on all of it. Like, so, you know, we haven't necessarily had to overuse, you know, X pitcher, or we've been able to protect guys because we've had to. Right. Um, and I think, you know, one of the, one of the positives that I'm taking away from early in the season is, you know, seeing guys like Cordero and Hamilton really, I feel like emerge in a, a more meaningful role. And you could see them being in a continued more meaningful role as we move forward. They've pitched really important innings, not only in games that we've won or in, big leverage spots, but it's also been part of them sharing the load where we've been able to stay away from somebody else because of usage. So um, of course we want to get deeper into the games. That's, that's the goal cons- more consistently, but at the same time, because of how they've shared down there, I feel like it's gone. All right. How much love should we give Matt Blake? He's kind of been nice to us. I think he's a t- talking Yanks John boy media fan and, Every year now, man, we, we get excited for the bullpen because there are Hamiltons and Corderos and Lickies and whoever it is. Like how, you know, scale of 1 to 100, how much should we be giving Matt Blake love on a daily basis? You should be giving him a lot. Matt okay. Blake's really good, really good at what he does. He keeps getting better and better. Um, he's just got such a great way about him and understanding of kind of, you know, the big picture of pitching and, you know, but he's able to dive into the, you know, into the, all the details and whatever, however deep you want to get into things, he's capable of doing that, but he's got a real steady way about him. And I think he's done a good job of continuing to grow in his role of kind of commanding that pitching staff in the room. Um, he's, he's really good. Uh, you know, I think, but, uh, but I think it's a, it's a group effort too, you know, like our front office, I think does a really good job of identifying, sort of diamonds in the rough or people we think that we can 
help a little bit, you know, player development um, and our whole pitching crew, I feel like does a good job and, and, you know, getting the best out of guys. Even, uh, even Clarky, like even him, Cleveland would be his next uh, start, I guess they got, they got lefties. I think three out of the four of their first hitters are lefties. Like seems like that'd be a nice spot to use someone as an opener and have him avoid that lane and come in afterwards, that's got to be a thought, no? I mean, I know uh, maybe you don't want to tip your hand, all Cleveland huh? listening to the podcast, but. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. I mean, the biggest thing with Clark is getting him to execute at that next level, period. Um, if he does that, he'll have success. Yeah, it looked like he was trying, well, he looked like cutters high and, and sliders low to the lefties was the game plan, which worked all right for the beginning. And then as soon as he put yeah, that cutter that, down, that cutter to Grossman that kind of went down and in got kind of got him. It was the first cutter um, he threw bottom half of the zone and went for a Homer. It's like, I, and that's been yep. the problem. So, and he didn't mean to that. I mean, he's yeah. trying to stay up cutter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can I, um, dude, I'm, I, I want to phrase this the right way. There's, there's a lot of injuries. I mean, right now, judgy Stanton, and, you know, Bader hopefully is back soon. Donaldson, you know, three three of the five guys you'd expect in the rotation. Um, and also, we were talking before we started doing this, you know, you guys are in kind of a, a sneaky, nutty stretch, 33 and 34, something like that. Does, I don't want to, do the expectations change at all? I, I mean, I know it's day to day, but it's also like, you guys are waiting for the infantry a little bit, right? Like, it, is it like, hey, Hold like, the line? Yeah, like, uh, you know, not to go, we're not the biggest military show. I I have no references. But it, is it kind of like, hey, let's let's hold on. Like, let's hold on. And then, you know, we can run. Or is it is it not like that? Yeah. yeah, so you try and have, you always try and have perspective, right, and what's going on in the season. So, you know, whether it's last year, you get off to flying start, it's like, all right. Adversity will hit us. It'll come. Um, so you really try not to get too high when things are rolling and going well and too low. Like we're going through a tough stretch. We just had a tough, crappy road trip, right? Where we go two and five. That's, that's not fun. And we're, and we're missing some key guys, but you know, you, you can't get caught up in that in my, my chair or in the player's chair, in the coach's chair. It's like, no, we got a job to do today. We're capable with everyone out there of going out and getting a W and playing well. Like that's very much possible. So, you know, my reminder to everyone and our guys is just like, we talk about it all the time. I talk about it usually on the first day of spring training every year. Adversity's coming for us, right? Great times are coming for us. I know that there's going to be tough moments in the season and adversity I know is coming for us. How do we deal with that? Well, you can't, you can't get bogged down by it. You can't let it beat you down. Like that's, that's one of the biggest challenges of being a big leaguer and the big league season. And we talk about the grind of 162 is you got to be able to handle it. You got to be able to handle the tough times and we're in a tough stretch right now. And it's like, what can we make sure we control that we walk in that room every day with an edge to us that we're going to prepare and then we're going to compete our asses off. Like handle those things right now. And good times are, I, I know going to be around the corner, but you got to grind through the tough times. And I think the one thing, you know, I think the one thing, you know, early in the season, as you look at it is, you know, some of the positives you take away 
is obviously Garrett Cole's pitching at a tremendous level. We're finding out some really good things about some guys we didn't necessarily know about in our bullpen that we feel like can be a big role. I feel like we've caught the ball really well. And for the most part, we've won games that we should, you know, we've, 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 we've had a lot of winning moments in some tight games that we should have won. Those are some takeaways. Obviously we got to get a roll a little bit more offensively, even with some guys down, like that's part of it. We got to find a way to create some runs, generate some runs, still, you know, be more of a factor when, when, when you're not at a hundred percent, you know, we got to find a way to be a little more consistent in our rotation behind Garrett and, and, you know, really up, up until yesterday, Nestor's obviously been really good to start the year too. And Herman's been more and more consistent. So we got to, you know, continue to tighten up. Burrito's had one or two really struggling outings, but he's represented us and got us to some middle innings and some winning scenarios. So as much as some tough things have happened, we've won some games and, you know, the other thing is like the, the league doesn't wait for anyone and nobody cares what we're going through outside these walls. Like we got to find a way right now when it's a little tougher um, and, and, and try to embrace and enjoy that compete when it's a little bit hard because, you know, I always know good times are coming, but we gotta, we gotta grind our way to those. Yeah. It was a tough road trip. So I'm, in, I'm waiting for the good times to come. Yeah. <laughs> Powerful. I, yeah, I am. I believe in it. I We're going to end that show here to uh, to lift the spirits with a game, a trivia a trivia game I I've created it, yeah. for you. It's called Boon, Boon, or Boon. And these are quotes. Now you guys are getting a little creative, fine. Okay. These are, oh, we had to ease you in, We've man. played this Come before. On. These are quotes from either Aaron Boone, that's you, Herman Boone, the coach of Remember the Titans, Ooh, yeah. or oh, yeah. Daniel Boone, the pioneer frontiersman, who apparently you're related to in some way. Yes, let's go. Okay. Uh, water is for cowards. Water makes you weak. Herman. All you need for happiness is a good gun, a good horse, and a good wife. We'll go with Daniel. That was you and Daniel. That was both. I said that? <laughs> no, you didn't say that. Not on record. Oh. <laughs> uh, you're having a piece of shit start to this game. I feel bad for you, but fucking get better. <laughs> um, that's my alter ego. Uh, that's one of the best uh, opening arguments. That what was word. it again? You're having a piece of shit start to this game. I feel bad for you, but fucking get better. It's got everything. You're honest. You're, you know, trying to get him to improve. Constructive. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were then in a dangerous, helpless situation, exposed daily to the perils and death among savages and wild beasts. Daniel. Daniel nailed it. Uh, Derek told me the ghost would show up eventually. Me. Daniel might have said that as well. They yeah. were probably big into ghosts back then. Uh, <laughs> do I have any more? I think there's one more at the bottom there. I don't scratch my head unless it itches, and I don't dance unless I hear some music. I will not be intimidated. Herman Boone. Boom. Is that a sweep? Yeah, it was a sweep. It was his boons. It was really good. I, I think I took some of yours out. We've played this before with guests. Some people, oh, really? yeah. Yeah. A lot of savages right. both ways, you know. 
let's let's uh yeah i like the end end ending with uh trivia every week let's All let's right. keep that going and step it up a little bit okay we can do um, that. We can do that. Excited. Uh, hey, Booney, the fans want us to put your head on a stake this week. I think you guys are going through the tough times right now, and I do think the green times are ahead, and we'll see you there. All right. Thanks, guys. Good to see you all. So, yeah, there you have it. Boone Banter brought to you by Vizio. I, I did enjoy that the way we asked, or you, you asked, Jake, the Severino question that we got some, because something we're always interested in is, like, what is their perfect timeline? And he – Gave us a pretty thorough answer. You see him looking at the calendar. He turned to the calendar. That was pretty cool. Yeah, 45 to 50 pitches in this first start, 55 to 60 in the second. And then he said in the third, it would be get to 75, but maybe we just want him to get to 75 with the big league camp or we do a third start. So that is that was, an, that was a, a real answer there about what we're looking at out of Seve. Yeah, that's where our, uh, you know, we have one of our socials guys kind of live tweeting the interview. He's our beat reporter for that. And I, he said two to three weeks, which, I mean, if, or we tweeted two to three weeks, which if, if it's two starts. Two weeks. First starts Wednesday, potentially one more, either five or six days. Be two and five or six days after that. So right at six weeks. Yeah. Or, or two weeks. Right. So, yeah, interested to see interested to see uh how that goes and again with Sevy like you know nothing's nothing's promised but yeah it would be good um kind of where we were last night as we were recording um if you could make some of those rota- rotation questions go away like if say Domingo starts to get rolling uh Brito's things with the Twins was just weird and he never has to see them again and then Sevy comes back in his Sevy, and you could say, okay, like our rotation can put us in position to win games. And that was something Boone said that we thought was interesting, that they've been winning the games that they've had a chance to win, which is kind of like... Well, yeah. <laughs> well, wish. <laughs> and you said that before. The, the only one was the Twins game that uh, uh, Clay blew it, where you're like, this game got stolen from us. Right. But that's not a good thing. No, that's equal parts good you're and bad. You're not putting yourself in enough situations where you're like, yeah, we should have won that game. Like, yeah, I, I agree with him. I haven't walked away from many of these losses and being like, yeah, we should have won that. That's right. not it. But I'm saying that in a negative <laughs> you can, way. You can say that And in he a was saying way. it in a positive way. Yeah. And the other thing um, that I thought was interesting that we just chatted with him about was um, the opener thing. Mm. Because he said, like, first his reaction, I thought it looked like they like genuinely hadn't thought about it. But then when I said Clark in Cleveland, he kind of gave like a, well, like I was going to be coy because they better. I mean, they need to. Don't let Clark see that top half of that Cleveland uh, batting order with J-Ram hitting lefty and then Naylor hitting lefty. Like, why don't do that? When If you cannot do that, don't do that. That's very easy. Yeah, I think, I think the problem is I, I think Cleveland can stack it with lefties however it's sorted out. So I think their thinking is, oh, I, and well, they would just, again, I'm not saying I necessarily agree with this. I think that they're almost thinking that they can make two wrongs there. Like if the the reliever has a bad open, they could switch out their catcher for a lefty catcher. They have three catchers on the roster, I guess. I mean, they have two switch hitters who start regularly and they have four lefties that start regularly. And they have so, one lefty on the bench. So, so I think that's kind of why yeah. he phrased it as like... Okay, so change rotation. He, yeah, he said something along the lines of like, the fact of it is we, they got to get better or something like that, which... 
Damn. Agree. Uh, yeah. And then the other thing, I, this wasn't really part of, it was when he just joined us talking about the schedule. June, I think they can do a four-man rotation. They have six off days in June, which that would help. They might not need by then, hopefully. Hopefully. Well, you add seven, you know, and then you, you move Brito as long relief and sub them. Yeah. Yeah. They should have Seve back by then, hopefully. Yeah. That would open up a lot. Yeah. If you can go to a four-man and take one of those three out, that would be great. And get the other three. Get get Cole and Nestor and Seve as many as they can while the team is struggling. Yeah, let's see where we're at. I, I'm, I, I'm leaving a little bit of my win- window and heart open for Brito. Um, if it's just a Twins thing and that becomes very much the outlier. Um, but, yeah. And... I want to see those good guys pitch. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Sharp Stats. Star- sharp Stats, which mm. is brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh food. Uh, HelloFresh takes the hassle out of meal time. They deliver it to you in a box. There's a lot of ice in the box. And then there's all the ingredients you need. And there's instructions. And then they're pretty quick to cook. I did this while Katie was pregnant a lot. I would get home from work and I would cook us a meal. And it was HelloFresh. This was before they sponsored us. I was just using it a ton. And it made it very easy. And they're tasty. And they were portion controlled. So I never felt like, you know, if I make pasta for myself, I'm going to make too much. And then I'm going to eat too much. Right. And HelloFresh kind of kept that in order for me, which was great. Uh, So if you want to try this out, go to HelloFresh.com slash Yank16. Use code Yanks16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Yank16 and start using America's number one meal kit today. The other good thing about HelloFresh that I think, I don't even know if they advertise it as this, but for people like me when I was young and, and my brother who's just out of college, if you're a kid that's mm. just out of college and living by yourself and you're like, I don't know how to fucking cook at all, these really help you teach you like the very basics of meal prep and meal cooking because I was just oblivious. I didn't know how any of that worked. I mean, it was good. Real prep. And yeah. we look, we know what some of our demographics. I think a lot of people fall into that category. Yes. All right. I'm some people. What does the Queen of Stats have for us? Hey, guys. Queen of Stats here. And I'm recording this on Sunday night after the debacle that we all witnessed uh, in Texas. And uh, I really wanted to have something good to say, but unfortunately, it's more bad news. Uh, so last week, we, I know we talked about the lineup imbalance. Well, <laughs> hey, guys, we now have a starting pitching imbalance, too. So if you look at Garrett Cole, he's the one star, and he has a 1.11 ERA. He's averaging six and two-thirds innings pitched, allowed zero homers, and the team is 6-0 and in his starts. The other four guys, a 5.29 ERA. They're averaging four and two-thirds innings per start. They've given up nearly two homers per nine innings, and the team is 9-14 and 14 in the start in those starts. And none of those four guys have an ERA that is above the league average. So that's – we now have a starting pitching problem, unfortunately. Uh, but I do want to get back to the lineup because it is just so gross. <laughs> just a couple things I can – I could highlight a million things here. I'm just going to highlight just a couple things for you. Um, so just on a high level, they've scored 116 runs in their 29 games. And the only Yankee team since 1990 to score fewer through this many games was that 2016 team, which we all want to forget. And since April 10th – now, this is more than – this is about two-thirds of the season. Since April 10th. 
They scored three runs or fewer in 14 games. That's easily the most in Major League Baseball over that span. Uh, the next most is 12 by the White Sox. And just two, two last things I want to talk about. Yankee teams have always been known for controlling the zone, right? Well, they have a team OBP of 2.299. That would be their worst. That's their worst team OBP through 29 games since 1972. Yeah, that was the year before the DH. And then another stat I want to look at is is a walk-to-strikeout ratio. So right now they have 90 walks and 251 strikeouts through 29 games. That's the worst walk-to-strikeout ratio in team history. And then one final thing is starting pitching. They have been awful against starting pitching. They are 17 percentage points worse in OPS against starting pitching uh, versus the league average. That's an 83 split OPS plus. That would be the worst for any Yankee team over the last 50 seasons if it held up for the rest of the season. All right. Talk to you guys next week. Katie kind of hitting on, on a lot of my pain points there. Sharp stats. I swear I didn't text her. Or hitting in, in the pitching. <laughs> yeah, but it, but specifically the not grinding out at bats. Like that that those stats. I didn't. The context she added to them is jarring. It's pretty bad. Because um, you know they're not scoring runs, and and maybe one leads to the other, but just like they're just not taking good at bats. It's not like. Seems like yeah. there's a correlation there. Yeah. I would hope good at-bats lead to more runs, but th- there's definitely a correlation to starting pitching. They're just letting these guys off the hook so easily, these starters. Um, so, yeah. Some tough context around all of that. The other starter and pitchers aren't doing great. I kind of pulled up those numbers last episode on my own as well. Two homers per nine. Not good. Yeah. It's... um. I mean, Cole is Cole is Cole, which is really good. And he even exceeded his expectation, right? Like, we would look at a normal Cole month and you'd want, you know, kind of three elite starts, one good, and you give him, like, one kind of miss. He hasn't done that. He's, he's just been elite. So that's, that's been massive. And, again, that 15 and 14 we talked about, you know, six of those being Cole uh, changes the equation a little bit. Um like where Katie brought it to, and I, I feel like this was, it's why she is the queen, people. I, I think it was connecting our thought processes because <laughs> a lot of the starting pitching becomes a little bit of null because the offense has been so much nothing. Uh, record-breaking Yankee, nothing. The worst K-to-walk ratio, nothing. Compared to the White Sox, nothing, who just came off a 10-game loser, that if the Yankees had an offense this year, Sure, maybe the ERA numbers would be the same or a little better or different. I don't know. Um, But, you know, the rest of the Yankees' rotation would probably be around 500. I think it was 9-14, and um, kind of without an operating offense that, again, when you're talking about where we've been at with our 7th and 8th starters, I'm not saying it's great, but I'm not saying it has to be a bad thing either. That... um, I don't know. Those, uh, those offensive numbers are scary, and like a lot of people have been either tweeting or redditing or wherever you discuss your Yankees. You know, the recent one is 2021. Like, there was moments with that team where the offense was felt so anemic that 
you were getting references and sharp stats that <laughs> were digging deep into bad numbers. Um, and then if you extend that out a little bit, people go to those more recent darker years of 2013 to 2016, where it was like, Yankees, what is you doing, baby? So, um, scary. Scary. Scary all around. I think their last six wins, one, two, three, four, five, their last six wins as a team have come, three of them have come on cold days. So, like, yeah, down this bad stretch. Two and seven in their last nine. It's been, it's been ugly and it's felt worse. Yeah, six and eight in that stretch and half of the wins came on cold days. So you need another pitcher to step up and, like, really step up. As well as all the Yeah, give me two hitters. I take two hitters stepping up. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like she said, it's a double problem. The last two weeks have been a double problem. You're not winning. Even if the offense is clicking, you need six runs a game. Yeah. It turns in it turns into the math equation we we talked about injury wise. Like what's what's more hurt and what what feels worse? Like I guess right now, pitching wise, we have our judge from last year, right? Like we have Cole, who represents yeah. one fifth of the pitching staff, that Nestor up until yesterday has been a version of Nestor, and then one of those three, basically one one time through, you're going to get a good start from one of them. That like I can I can make that work in my brain where the lineup. It's tough, man. You see a good starting pitcher on the marquee, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. hope we get two. It's a tough feeling. Yeah. I want more than two. You're going to need a lot because both sides of the ball stink right now. Catching the ball well. Yeah, they're, I mean. Outside of a Franchi game, but. Oh, and Hicks. Yeah, you know. Weird. Infield defense has been good, I guess. If that's the question. So, offense needs to get good, and then the pitching needs to mellow out. If you if you want, you just need to get to a blend because n- you're not gonna. The offense isn't gonna go. Oh, okay, we're scoring six runs a game right now. So, if the offense can put up four runs a game, then the pitching needs to improve because they're currently averaging five runs a game. So it's like meet in the middle. The old score more, hold them to less runs. Offense says we'll get. What's the formula? We'll, you know, get three more than we've been getting. And then pitching has to give up less, which is a good place to be when every, every department needs to get better. Firm handshakes. Yeah. We'll no do 80% of the There's such thing as perfection in this world, you know? Always room for improvement. Well, Aunt There's Jan. A lot of room. With the necklace on, looks pretty good. She looks great. All right. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. That's the episode this Monday. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. Go Yankees. Let's 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 go Yankees.